Hi, everybody, and welcome to the Aristocratics Podcast. I'm your host, Chris Wallace. I'm Heather Darcy. How are you guys? Doing great. And today we have a special guest. I'm Kiki Brooke. Nice to meet you. You as well. We've met. Well, <laughs> Briefly. Nice yeah. to meet you again. We know each other. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I guess, why don't we just jump right into it? Like, tell us a little bit about uh, what you're up to. Oh, boy. Um, uh, well, uh, I am... Uh, art modeling. I am uh, producing and directing events. Uh, I uh, am a cuddle therapist. Uh, I'm kind of all over the place. Kind yeah. of a jack of trades. That's awesome. So, uh, so many things to unpack there. There is a lot. Yeah. <laughs> How did you first get started with modeling? Uh, it's funny. Um, I was working at a restaurant in 2018 as a waitress. And the restaurant would bring uh, art events to um, like weekends. And uh, we had a body paint group come in and they would throw a body paint party. And one day I got asked by the uh, director of the body paint party uh, if I'd be interested in modeling. And uh, I thought it would be a really fun experience. Um, I had been cosplaying since I was 11. I was really into costumes, uh, amateur modeling, and I figured this would be like a new experience to kind of broaden my experiences, you know. Mm -hmm. So I uh, ended up uh, volunteering to get body painted, and everyone loved me. They were like, you are a natural at this. You're really good at this. And you'd never done any kind of modeling before that. I had never done any kind of professional modeling before that. I'd go to anime conventions and I would have photographers take pictures of me in costumes and I would like practice modeling poses, but I had never actually been body painted head to toe before. Mm -hmm. So this was a completely new thing for me. Um, and I had already a ton of wigs and eye contacts and fun shoes already from just years of collecting uh, costumes. So I uh, utilized all of those accessories that I had to kind of add more detail to the finished uh, body paint creation. Mm -hmm. um, I have been modeling for uh, Bodies and Beats, the uh, body paint group. Yeah, with Nicolette Spear, right? Every every event since 2018. Wow. Wow. So I have been um, a huge part of the team. Mm -hmm. And that kind of uh, kicked off my modeling career into a different direction and kind of um, allowed me to experience uh, other forms of modeling other than cosplay. Yeah. So I, I remember <laughs> when we first met, uh, it was at one of those events. I think it was at the bar that you worked at, right? Yes, it was actually at the last day that that restaurant was open. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yes, that's right. the I restaurant was closing the next day. That's right. And it was for me, it was really funny because I remember uh, I have in my, my mind this uh, uh, vision of this one time that you were talking to my wife and um, she was like bending over trying to hear you and you just kind of... We're standing there in nothing but paint, just like kind of wagging your butt, having this conversation with her. I thought it was the funniest thing I'd ever seen, but I was like, oh, that's Kiki. Yep. yep. <clears throat> yeah. So, so then from uh, from that start, you said you got into some other types of modeling. How did you kind of branch out to other things? So um, there, were, uh, there was a photographer that came to the body paint event and who saw me and said, you would be great for art modeling. Have you ever done that before? And I said, uh, no, but I, you know, I, I know a lot of artists and, um, he basically, uh, referred me to, uh, gallery girls LA and asked me to email the, the owner and director of that. 
And uh, she then started booking me for art modeling gigs. And so I would work for uh, Klein Academy. Mm-hmm. Um, I would uh, model for private art galleries. Uh, I would model for um, small art schools. Uh, and then eventually I started branching off and uh, reaching out to uh, universities and colleges on my own and asking them if they needed an art model. And eventually, um, I started building, uh, my art modeling career and, uh, I've been doing this consistently since 2018. That's amazing. And I have about 10 to 20 gigs a month. That is so doing great. Art modeling. Wow. Yeah. Very cool. Uh, and you mentioned, uh, bodies and beats, Jennifer Fabos. She's, uh, helping us set up the, uh, the live event in February. Oh, so. uh, gallery girls. Yeah. Gallery girls with Jennifer Fabos. Yeah. I'm yes. sorry. What did I say? You said bodies and beats. Uh, sorry. It's okay. Wrong one. <laughs> it's okay. Yeah. Edit that. Uh, <laughs> so we'll call out for uh, Jennifer there, but, um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, uh, she's you... become one of my good friends too. Yeah. She's amazing. Right. Yeah. Yeah. We've uh, really come to uh, appreciate her a lot. Yeah. So, so uh, and I think Ed, you're the one Ed... that introduced us. So thank you for that. Yeah. You're welcome. I, yeah. I appreciate her so much as she really was a, a catalyst in you know changing my modeling career for sure yeah and so was nicolette spear the director of bodies and beats uh, yeah both are just very um entrepreneur like you know powerful women that i've met in the art world and, and both people that have been involved with our shows which is yeah it's such a small world but yeah it's, it's really cool that you know all these people are involved with used to be nude art la now it's aristocratic so, yeah. yeah yeah love it and you as well yeah yeah so the cuddling part, I would love to know about. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's just interesting. I've, I've seen it maybe a couple of years ago. It was big on like BuzzFeed and stuff and people were actually doing it. But I, tell us more because that's interesting. Yeah. So um, uh, back in 2019, I was trying to find uh, other ways to uh, supplement my income. And uh, my, my modeling was not as big back then. Um, you know, in 2019, I had only been figure modeling for two years and I'd been body paint modeling for two years. So my gigs were a little bit more sparse. Um, I, uh, now this is pre pandemic. Keep in mind. Okay. COVID had, <laughs> COVID had not, no mask right. cut, COVID cuddling. had not happened yet. So you were not a super spreader. No. <laughs> and so, um, a friend of mine, uh, who was a massage therapist, um, told me about, uh, cuddlecomfort.com and cuddlist.com and actually you can use you can actually um watch an episode of the daily show and they have a segment on cuddlist.com really yeah and um so i decided to make an account and make a profile and you know just kind of get a feel for the website and uh you know it was it was a hit or miss with people messaging me it was, you know, people hitting on me, people, you know, being like, oh, are, are you an escort? You know, like, oh, but there's no. very strict rules with a website that it is a platonic only service right. and that you have to wear clothes during it and that you have to follow the guidelines. Yeah. And um, and so I started doing this vetting process where I would ask them questions. I'd ask them, what are you looking for in a professional cuddler? You know, what kind of ambiance do you like while cuddling? Is it talking, music, silence, watching a movie, you know? Wow. And so... it's um, a lot to go into it. Yeah. yeah. 
um, what kind of cuddle positions do you like? Do you like to be held? Do you like to be the person that holds the other person? Do you like to be laid on top of like a pancake? You know? <laughs> Big spoon, little spoon, or lay on top? Yeah. <laughs> you know, um, do you like to, your head to be touched? Some people don't oh, like their head amazing. to be touched. You know, do you like your body touched in, you know, non-sexual ways? You right. Know, like, do you like if I ran my fingers down your arm? You know, sensations. Um, some people are very picky with the way that they like to be touched. But some people, you know, require that touch. Like, not everyone yeah. has that. And so I was coming across a lot of lonely men who never been in a relationship in their life, mm. who had gone through divorce, who haven't, um, who maybe lost a partner to death, mm. and, or have, you know, maybe they have extreme social anxiety, and they don't know how to create friendships or connections or even date. And so... I started meeting these clients and, you know, in the beginning I had like a couple, you know, rough situations, kind of like learning how to protect myself during these sessions, how to stand up for myself, how to express my boundaries. And I found myself actually having to communicate to people and teach people, coach people about boundaries and consent. Wow. And eventually... Um, now what happened is we go into 2020, right? Yeah. And then March comes around and lockdown happens and COVID changed everything. Nobody wanted to meet up. Nobody wanted to even be near another human being. Um, people were reaching out asking if we could do a virtual cuddle session. Uh-huh. So basically like? Zoom call with them and mm-hmm. talk to them. And so it was more like a paid conversation okay so there was an obviously a, an added level of safety but at right. that same time well what are you getting the benefits of cuddling no but you're getting it's benefits a companionship of it's companionship yeah yeah interesting so as things started opening up more um and people became more comfortable with with meeting up i would put in my profile that i was you know i was vaccinated that i tested for covid that i was willing to meet people and um Uh, A lot of people appreciated that, you know, just kind of as the world started reopening. Those extra steps helped. Yeah. And so I started meeting people again, and I started building relationships with my clients. And now I have about, let's see, I'd say about five or six regular clients that I see. Wow. And um, some of them see me twice a month. Some of them see me once every two or three months. Um, but I um, have a long-lasting relationship with them where I provide um, comfort. and They look to you, and you're that comfort. Mm-hmm. That's beautiful, honestly. Mm-hmm. And to Thank me, you. like the thing that's interesting about this is, like, uh, for anybody that's just listening and can't see us on the, the YouTube channel or whatever, you're not a giant person. <laughs> no. <laughs> you don't walk into the room and people are like, whoa, she's huge. Yeah. Uh, you're a fairly small person. So, like, was yeah. that... Like the scariest part about it is going into these situations with strangers in the beginning or yeah, how did you deal with that? Um, so I think that, well, for one the nice thing about the website that I use is they have a review system. Mm-hmm. So I look into that heavily. I look into what other people have said about them, whether they've been, you know, respectful, safe, 
um, kind. Uh, and I, I take that in and then I do my own phone consultation before I meet them in person. And I kind of get a read on them and who they are and what they're looking for mm -hmm. before I meet up with them. Would you um, say that you're maybe a little braver than the average bear? Like, it seems like... Yes. Yeah, that would be kind of terrifying it, for me. And there I'm is a danger size. element that yeah. comes with my work. Yeah. Um, you know, maybe someone would be extremely nice and respect me the first session, but it doesn't mean that they won't try something the next one. Mm. So um, I always have to kind of be on my toes um, and be aware of, you know, the vulnerable position that i'm putting myself into sure so uh, can i ask and you don't have to answer and then we could cut this out what would be the worst experience that you have so far uh i when i first started the first couple of months um i uh met up with a client um at a hotel and he had good ratings and so i kind of you know i i kind of looked at those ratings as a as like a positive you know um it was like a fail safe almost exactly um but what i later learned is that sometimes people will leave ratings fake ratings oh, okay because or maybe out of fear uh it's because yeah out of fear so yeah. let's say a professional cuddler leaves a one-star review on someone they might get backlash from that person right mm -hmm. and so there's it's it's either like it's either one star or five stars that you get on that website wow. there's nowhere in the middle you know, so it's like either someone's brutally honest with what they had a bad experience and they're not afraid for any sort of backlash, you know, because people get banned on the website. People get, you know, they or they delete their accounts and they disappear, you know, wow. so so stuff really does happen. It does happen. And also um, it's very common for uh, um, sex workers and escorts to use cuddle comfort as almost like a, a another way of finding clients, like a mm. stepping stone. Yes. Um, which no offense to sex workers, you know, out there, I respect the field. Um, however, the cuddle comfort's not the website to use that for, right. because what happens is it puts a, um, kind of this like, uh, expectation that mm -hmm. every professional cuddler is an escort. And so what happens is, uh, I will sometimes meet clients and they will tell me, um, Oh, you know, do you offer extra services? You know, uh, I've I've slept with every cuddler that I've seen. You know, oh, you know that's normal. And I'd be like, oh wow, okay, so that's your experience. Yeah. Let me, you know, re-educate you. you. That's re not mine. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. So, rewinding um, back to uh, when I mentioned that I met up with this guy at a hotel. Um. First off, the session starts off fine. You know, I sit down with him. Uh, I let him know that um, I'm not here to offer extra services. I'm a platonic professional cuddler, <laughs> you know. And uh, we start cuddling. You know, he offers me alcohol. He offers me weed. Um, I do not indulge in any sort of substances when I um, work with a client. It's work. You're working. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I need to be focused. I need to be able to be, you know. Uh, be able to basically um, uh, give uh, my energy. And I can't do that if I'm inebriated. And so he starts cuddling me, and he's just very uh, impressed by the way I look. 
into the night. You know, he's very into me. (laughs) He starts realizing that my body is very attractive. And he starts talking about how much he would love to fuck me. And so I start to, you know, and he starts to get a little grabby, you know, with my legs and stuff like that. And, you know, and he's like, oh, you know, you just, you're just so hot and beautiful. And I would just love to, you know, starts talking about how big his dick is and all that. And I'm like, okay. So I start to just kind of like, I tell him, all right, hey, you know, come back up here. Let's, uh, let's uh, figure out what's happening here. And I start asking him, how are things going on? Like, how are things at home? <laughs> oh, the mommy daddy issues. I did. Yeah. <laughs> and I started to basically ask him why he was here in the first place. And he starts going into how him and his wife are not having enough sex and how the romance is not there anymore and that uh, he's not happy. And I'm like, okay, so then I start talking to him about that. You become the therapist. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm like, That's okay. That's impressive. Yeah. And so I kind of had to rewire his thinking and get him off of the horny train. Yeah. And into the deep thinking train yeah well that's amazing that you could do that because i'm sure a lot of people couldn't and they'd get scared and they would probably just shy away from it yeah and not have that perspective so you have an amazing open mind it seems like so thank you yeah Yeah. i uh i feel like i kind of uh did a little xavier on him (laughs) like i just kind of like just mentally just like rewired him in that moment and was like okay yeah you're not going to (laughs) sexually assault me right now we're gonna talk about what's going on at home and why things are not working with your wife and you know and then and then you know that started uh also uh brought up more questions for me to ask future clients and be like are you in a relationship do they know that you're seeking professional cuddle services what are your boundaries within your relationship you know like it was a learning lesson for both of you yeah Yeah. so like he you know found out very quickly not yeah. everybody's an escort yes so yeah exactly and uh jumping off of that uh one of the other things that you said you're doing is uh, events right yes tell us about your events uh so um this year i started a passion project with one of my friends and um i i really love costumes mm-hmm. <laughs> so i've been i've been costume modeling for years because of the call the cosplay that i've been doing since i was 11 and um and then obviously there's a costume element to the art modeling for schools mm-hmm. uh so i've been making my own costumes for uh years now do you go to all the conventions and stuff too yeah oh very cool yeah so i uh my friend and i was like what if we throw a costume party and we make it so it's like you know uh villains versus victims for like halloween you know or uh goths versus rockers you know and like start you know bringing in two fun genres but making them you know go against each other Mm -hmm. and so we have done um three events so far and we've had about 150 to 200 people show up at each one Uh, we've hired entertainment such as uh shibari riggers fire performers um pole dancers and uh the parties go all night and so the uh next event that we're doing we're actually bringing it to a uh club and we're going to be hiring performers as well and uh, it's going to be mermaids versus 
uh, pirates. Fun. And so far, you've done all these for free, gonna right? But you're going to hopefully start making some money off of this. <laughs> we have done them for free. Yeah. Um, and that's part of, you know, building just the community. Sure, sure. Uh, and I've basically, I'm basing the community around uh, different friend groups that I'm in that really love dressing up mm-hmm. and love going out to events like these. And so, uh, I mean, just at the last few parties, I had 110 personal friends of mine show up to them. So I'm hoping to, you know, expand that and then have them bring their friends and uh, kind of keep the the creativity going. Yeah, absolutely. Well, we just became friends because I do Renaissance Fair. I love Renaissance Fair. I'll come as a pirate. Hell yeah. (laughs) I mean, the the Pirates of Ren Fair is like the perfect thing. I was a Viking last year. So I was like, I want to be a pirate. I have to do that. Nice. Yeah. And then um, I guess the only other thing that uh, people will immediately notice about you is your unique style. Like what kind of defines your style? A chameleon. <laughs> <laughs> Excuse me. Yeah. I, um, I mean, obviously I'm, I'm an alternative goth girl, um, but uh, I don't know. I just never felt like I could fit in any sort of mold. And uh, I was always that way growing up. I was always that like weird girl in, in high school that like wore like weird things and like was trying to be different. <laughs> uh, and I, I just feel like creativity is is my language Mm -hmm. you know um my my dad is a mime and my mom was a face painter and a henna artist and a body painter and i used to travel with my parents to harvest festivals and ren fairs as a kid and my mom would have a face painting booth set up and my dad was a traveling wandering mime and they would dress me up as a mini mime (laughs) <laughs> oh my god how cute i need That's to see adorable. photos of this yes. i have to see photos of this <laughs> oh my goodness i love your story thank you that is just the most adorable thing <laughs> so i was like it was like uh austin powers yeah. <laughs> it was like mini evil mom. mini me um and so i would walk around as a little mini mime and i was like seven years old you know i didn't know what i was doing i was like trying to do be stuck oh. in a box you know <laughs> and um you know it was just easy for my parents to be able to take me with them on their travels for their their gig work mm-hmm. uh so you know i i grew up hanging out in the green room with stilt walkers and puppeteers and clowns and you know jesters and all these different kinds of performers and so it was normal for me to be around these people um you know if my dad was a jester i get i'd be put in a little dragon costume and he would like you know fight me in the in the hallways of the of the festival oh that's adorable yeah. <laughs> uh, so. so uh do you have any other like projects or things coming up in the future that you'd like to plug uh i mean other than uh the versus events the the mm-hmm. pirates versus mermaids that's going to be in february um i'm actually uh speaking at uh a uh workshop on uh, central mastery i'm going to be doing a, a talk on uh, bdsm on you know, just doing like a BDSM 101 conversation. Mm-hmm. So um, that's, I'm looking forward to that. That'd be interesting. Yeah. Any other uh, modeling things or places where people can find you? Uh, well, there's my Instagram. Um, people can find all my art modeling and um, uh, body paint modeling on there. I'm sure we can, we can 
put it in the little YouTube description. <laughs> Just like right here. Yeah. Uh, you got to put an underscore on either side of my name because if you don't, you're going to find a 12-year-old in Kansas. It's okay. I did find so. that person on accident when I went to talk to you. <laughs> yeah. And now their charges pressed. So. <laughs> yeah. so, um, I know. I just, uh, I'm actually uh, pretty much fully booked all the way through March right now. Wow. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. yeah. Congrats for that. Thank you. And I'm planning on traveling to Europe for two weeks in April. Oh, yeah. you. My birthday. Take me with. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I'm looking forward to next year. Um, I'm actually going to be like dialing back on the modeling a little bit and kind of uh, pushing more, uh, looking for more uh, cuddle clients because it's just more rewarding for me. Um, I, I mean, I don't know. It's kind of, I can't say that's more rewarding. I love modeling. It's definitely like, <laughs> you know, the creative side of my life. Um, but you know, it's, I went to school for psychology. I have a, de- a degree in psychology, a minor in, in uh, LGBT studies, and I have a certificate in sexual health. And psychology has always been my focus and like what I want to do and I want to help people. Wow. So being able to uh, expand my, my cuddle therapy services would make me really happy. Yeah. So. Very cool. Maybe I'll be your next client. So. <laughs> I do have some uh, femme clients. Well, yeah. I just, I like the human touch. And I'm sure that's what a lot of people say. But the human touch and just being, you know, warm and next to somebody. Because mm-hmm. I have two kids and they're enough mm-hmm. for me sometimes. And then other times I'm like, go away. Yeah. I just want another human. <laughs> so, it's a dopamine. It yeah. is. It is a dopamine razor. Mm-hmm. So. Well, Kiki, thank you so much for coming on the show. Yeah. Um, if you want to see more of Kiki, she will actually be at our February 2024 show. So we look forward to having you there. And uh, thanks so much. I appreciate it. Thank you. And uh, catch you next time.